Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Experienced staff at local branches and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your WWE Friday Night Smackdown results and thoughts for February 12th, 2021. Now, the thing is, they really didn't announce anything for this show. Um, they came out on social media. Well, I take that back. I guess during Royal Rumble and then Raw, they talked about how um, Seth Rollins was coming by. They showed a promotional video. And then Friday morning on social media, they came out with Roman was going to make a shocking announcement or a blockbuster announcement or whatever they're calling it. Here's the thing. I'm tired of Roman's announcements. It's usually him announcing he doesn't want to do something. I mean, think about it. It's He doesn't want to sign a contract. He doesn't want to take on this. He doesn't want to fight Kevin Owens anymore. He doesn't want to do whatever. And it's... Paul Heyman saying maybe it's for your best benefit, and him saying no, or Adam Pearce trying to get him to do it, and him saying no, and then Kevin Owens coming out and stunning him. It's been like this for, I don't know, two months. And it's getting somewhat boring. I would like to see uh, Roman involved in more matches. He's not Brock Lesnar. He doesn't need to only wrestle um, at pay-per-views. I would like to see him wrestle some. But as the show opens up, of course, Adam Pearce is already in the ring, and he is waiting for Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Jey Uso to come out. And he talks about well, they show a replay of Edge, and then he talks about how Edge has made the decision that he wants to watch the takeover match between Finn Balor and Pete Dunne coming up on Sunday, and he now wants to watch the Elimination Chamber because he's not sure whether or not the champions will still be the champions. And... Roman doesn't really like this. Well, what else is new? 
I I don't know anything that Roman really has liked. Um, he goes over to Pierce and tells him not to be scared of him, but then he proceeds to get up in his face and tell him he has no authority over him, and his job is just to wait on the tribal chief. And I was like, dude, are you serious? Um... He makes a comment that Edge is wanting to see what is going on, obviously, in the Elimination Chamber, especially with Drew McIntyre, because uh, Roman said that he saw fear in Edge's eyes last week, because Edge knows that Roman would beat him so bad that he would be on a Legends contract. Um... I don't know about that. And then, of course, he turns back to Pierce and is like, we need to talk about the Elimination Chamber. And um, Pierce says, you know, you have a contract and you're going to defend the Universal Championship inside the Elimination Chamber, just like uh, Drew McIntyre. Roman thinks this is the funniest thing he's ever heard. And we see Paul Heyman, for the first time, Akas, in about three weeks, step up and actually introduce himself and get involved. He talks about how Roman does have a contract and that it says that he will defend the Universal Championship on big shows like Elimination Chamber. But nowhere in that contract does it say that he has to defend it inside of the Elimination Chamber. And therefore, he's not going to. Uh, They can have a SmackDown match inside the Elimination Chamber. And then right after that match, then Roman can take them on. And... Then Paul Heyman, being Paul Heyman, looks at Adam Pearson and says, I can tell by your face you don't really like this, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to try to fire the Universal Championship or the champion this close to WrestleMania? Um, He said that last year's WrestleMania didn't feature Roman Reigns, and it was the least attended WrestleMania in history. Well, yeah, because of COVID, there wasn't anyone there. But anyway, um, he tells Pierce, you know, to pick six guys and book the match. And Adam Pierce says, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to have some work. Um, probably need to do some qualification matches and everything. But... There are two men that he knows don't need to qualify. And the first one is Jay Uso. And of course, Roman doesn't particularly like that. Looks like Jay kind of likes the idea of it. But then Adam Pierce says, and the second one is Kevin Owens. Well, Roman really doesn't like that. And uh, 
Roman gets in Pierce's face and tells him, you know, you just don't get it. You you can't do this. And they go to commercial, and when they come back, we see Sonya Deville. And she is helping Adam Pierce. She knows that he needs to get the chamber filled up uh, by the end of the show and that she is helping him. She said, why don't we do a tag match where the winning team qualifies both people for the Elimination Chamber? Adam Pierce thinks about it and it's like, yeah, I, uh, I like that idea. And Sonya Deville gives that winning smile and says, good, because I already booked it. So we see the Mysterios come out. And then they're followed by their opponents, Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Now, I really thought the Mysterios were going to win. I really thought that maybe they would swerve us. Put Dominic in the Elimination Chamber and have him win. Have him be the last one out. Have him win. Or have him go against his dad in the Elimination Chamber and win and get to take on Roman at Elimination Chamber's pay-per-view. However, Sammy comes out with his conspiracy theories and going crazy and all of that. Um... But he's actually wrestling really well. Um, Sami Zayn, since he's come back, has had, hit a new level with his character. He's really developed it. And he's got me believing that he's crazy. And when he gets in the ring, he is being serious. Yes, he's cheating some because he's a heel. But his, you know, this exploder that he is doing um, is unbelievable. And then, of course, the hell of a kick is um, wonderful. And so Sammy gets the win for them. And so we're going to see Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin in the Elimination Chamber. And um, I really didn't think we would. I'll just be real honest with you. I didn't think they had a chance against the Mysterios. So we've got Jey Uso, heel, Kevin Owens, he's a babyface now, but can be a heel. His best friend, Sami Zayn, who I'm not sure is a heel, I think he's crazy. And then uh, Baron Corbin, heel. So I'm going to bet the next two that qualify have to be babyfaces. Wouldn't you think uh, the heels have to have someone to beat up on? So we see Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler walk in on Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce trying to figure out what the last qualifying match is going to be. And they say the only real options to the two chamber spots are them. And Sonya Deville, I love her. Jokes, um, so you guys are going to get in the same pod. And 
they were like, no, 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 we're, we're going to be in two separate pods. You're going to give us two spots. And she laughs at him again, and she said, okay, if you can beat Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Now, these are the tag team champs. I can't reiterate that enough. These are the tag team champs. They took it from the Street Profits. They're supposed to be good tag team. So they're going to get beat by two singles wrestlers? Are they? Are they not? Hmm. Um, we see Sasha talking to Kalisto. Now, this is the third time Sasha Banks has been able to get her best friend Kalisto on TV. I know that she's trying to get Vince McMahon to notice him, put him in a match, give him some kind of storyline, maybe even a storyline with her, but it's just not happening. Kalisto, he may be Sasha Banks' best friend. He may do uh, her hair. I don't know what he does. He may listen to her, all her sob stories or her happy stories whatever, but he's just not that great of a wrestler. But anyway, Reginald appears. Reginald needs to go back to NXT, but he offers her a glass of champagne and apologizes and says that he is confident that she could beat Bianca Belair. Um... Sasha was kind of borderline flirting with him. And I know WWE lives in the WWE bubble. And in the WWE bubble, Sasha Banks is single, I guess. However, in real life, she is married. Her husband is backstage. He is a costume designer. Um, he is a former wrestler. He is a gamer. I wonder what he thinks of this. But I do think it's funny that Sasha Banks is trying to flirt with Reginald. And then um, we see Big E. And the replay of when Big E beat Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn last week to keep his Intercontinental uh, Championship. Apollo comes out, and I'm thinking, why are you here? Which is obviously what Big E was thinking, because he makes the same face I did. Because, Apollo, you're done. Go away. Uh, and he said, I know you're about to do an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. And he said, so I accept. And Big E was like, yeah, I was going to do an open challenge for anyone but you. And um, Apollo gets up in his face and starts arguing. And we hear Shinsuke Nakamura's music hit. And I'm like, good. Uh, we're still pushing Shinsuke, which I absolutely love. Um, I think that we... Definitely need to be pushing Shinsuke and Cesaro. And I'm expecting 
this to be a pretty good match. Shinsuke's been giving us good matches. Big E's been giving us good matches. Um, Apollo Crews, though, is at ringside. And I'm hoping against hope that he doesn't interfere. Uh, because, like I said, I don't, I don't think Big E is going to lose to Shinsuke, but I do think they're going to give us a good match. They're going to tell us a good story. And who knows? The new Shinsuke Nakamura may do something crazy like he does, he did in New Japan. And so, of course, he hits a running knee and then he starts kicking Big E with his knees to the shoulders of Big E. And then he looks to hit the Kanasa. Big E gets out of the way, and Nakamura actually hit a spinning heel kick that looked unreal. Um, he, he starts, Big E starts to do the big ending. Shinsuke ends up sliding off. And looks to be getting ready to do a move when Apollo Crews gets in the um, ring and does a drop kick. And I'm like, this is this is stupid. This is what we ha- we're we're starting to have a good match, and he ruins it. Now, of course, Biggie wins because it looks like. Apollo Crews has helped Shinsuke. But if I'm Shinsuke, he should have laid him out with a, a running knee. It, I mean, Shinsuke should have just ran after him and killed him. Um, then we see the roster. I mean, the whole entire SmackDown locker room coming out. And I thought, are they going to do something for Butch Reed? I, I know he passed away, you know, almost a week ago. But is is that what they're they're getting ready to do? And when they come back from break, no. The locker room has gathered around the ring because Seth Rollins is back and he wants to talk to them. And I'm like, really? He comes out to his old music, the burn it down music. And they have new graphics with the fire and everything. Uh, We hear Corey call him the architect, which was his old persona. However, when he comes out, he's wearing his black leather suit. And he has his black leather glove on his right hand, which he wore as the Messiah. And as he gets in the ring, I mean, you see Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Baron Corbin. Um, they showed Sasha Banks. They showed Bailey. Um, they showed Bianca. Um I'm trying to think who else they show. I mean, they were showing that really the roster is around the ring. 
And he talks about how it feels good for him to be back in the Thunderdome, that he had to leave, that most people uh, know why he had to leave and why he had to sacrifice himself at Survivor Series, that he recently became a father for the first time of a perfect baby girl, and that she has changed him in ways he never could imagine. And I thought, good, good. And then he kind of goes off the rails. He talks about how it's gave him a new perception, a new vision, and that when he looks around the ring, he sees some of the most talented people in the entire wrestling industry. And he wonders where he fits in. And I agree, WWE does have a very talented roster that they don't use correctly. Uh, and he said that he realized he was a great leader of SmackDown that SmackDown needs in order to take to the next level. And as soon as he says that, the roster kind of starts to leave. Because they're not real sure that they want Seth Rollins as their leader. They pretty much know they don't want Roman as their leader. But this sets up perfectly what I said last week. Why are you not having Seth Rollins go against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the leadership of SmackDown? Edge does not need to be taken on Roman Reigns. But as they leave, he says he can be their father, their mentor. And of course, they ignore him and continue leaving. And he says, all we have to do for a better tomorrow is embrace the vision. The lights come up, and he notices that Cesaro is still standing by the ring. And he points at Cesaro and said, I knew you would understand. Cesaro shrugs and kind of walks off. Seth gets out of the ring and attacks him on the ramp. He starts beating on Cesaro, who has a match with Daniel Bryan to get in the Elimination Chamber. And the referees, of course, have to come out. Daniel Bryan comes out and punches Seth, sending him flying. And you're like, what is going on? I thought he was going to chase him up the ramp to talk him into joining his little cult. But no, he, he just has to beat the crap out of him. Well, of course, then we see Bailey making her way to the ring and pointing to the sky to do her pyro. Uh, I can't help it. I love Heel Bailey. I think she is hilarious um, and she is getting better. In the ring, I love the 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 new slash old finishing move of the rose plant. Um, however, they come back from commercial break, and I see ah, uh, she's taking on Liv Morgan. I guess that makes sense since she beat Ruby Riot last week, and so she's got Liv Morgan this week. And I'm thinking, you watch, they're gonna let Liv Morgan beat her. And it's going to suck. And 
Bailey starts taunting Liv Morgan as the bell rings, and this was a good match. Liv Morgan has gotten better. Uh, Bailey was selling for her and really took some shots. Um, when you, because I looked at them afterwards, WWE puts up um, digital photos after SmackDown. And in, if you look at that match in some of the digital photos, you can actually see at one point Luke Morgan really did connect with Bailey's face because you can see the indention of uh, Liv Morgan's uh, foot into Bailey's face. Um, and they show Natalia and Tamina watching backstage. And I'm like, is that for the Riot Squad or is that for Bailey? I was, didn't really know. Um, and then Liv Morgan, to me, looks like a botch that she does. They are outside, and she runs, jumps off the steel steps at Bailey. Bailey moves, and Liv Morgan takes a bump on the barricade. It was an unbelievable bump, but I think it was a botch. I do not think she got her hands up in time. I legitimately think she smacked the barricade with her forehead. I hope she is okay. She finished the match, but um, I really don't. I tried to slow-mo it, and you couldn't tell. I don't think she got her hands up. And that's usually what makes the noise when they do this move into the barricade. But I think this time her head actually made the noise. Uh, Of course, Bailey laughs and throws her back in the ring. And she does the rose plant. And, well, I should say, first, Billy Kay comes down. Um, Billy Kay wants to show Ruby Riot, who is ringside, that she has decorated one of her resumes for her by putting flowers on it and ribbons and all this other stuff. And Ruby Riot, it looks like, is telling her, look, I'm watching Liv's match. I don't have time to deal with you. And, uh... Billy Kay again tries to show her, and Ruby Riot takes the resumes and throws them. Some of them land in the ring. The referee gets distracted and tries to get the resumes out of the ring at the time that Bailey rakes um, Liv Morgan's eyes. Then she does the rose plant, which I love way better than the Bailey to Belly finish that does nothing. So I'm glad that she's doing the Rose plan again and that she got the win. Backstage, we see Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan is trying to check on Cesaro. Cesaro says, I'm not giving up this opportunity. I'm still competing. And he says that Seth wasted their time tonight. And he has to make up for it 
by winning the, the this and getting into the elimination chamber. Um, the Street Profits went over to the Daytona 500 racetrack, uh, walked around, did did some things, and then they announced again that Sasha Banks is going to be the honorary starter for the Daytona 500 this Sunday. What that means is um, she gets to wave the green flag. She'll be up in the stand and gets to wave the flag. Um, the Street Profits then make their way, of course, to the ring, and they're taking on Otis and Chad Gable. This, I almost get the feeling that this match was... Basically to show that Montel Ford is back and healthy. Um, at one point he did, you know, grab his, his leg, but, um, you know, it he did land from the heavens for the win. But I think this was to prove that he's back, uh, especially when he got into the ring by jumping over all three ring ropes. Uh, vaulting over them, and so the Street Profits are back in the win column, and it appears that they're healthy now. Um, what was funny, though, was that they led into this with the Street Profits going to Daytona 500, then they announced Sasha Banks. Well, as the Street Profits are going up the ramp, Sasha Banks' music hits. She comes up and does her dance, her entrance dance. Well, when she does that, the Street Profits start dancing. At first, she doesn't look like she knows what to do, and then she kind of dances with them. Of course, they're going to commercial break, so she should have just went all out because she's got time. But uh, it was interesting. I don't think she was really expecting expecting that, you know. She started addressing uh, Bianca Belair after the commercial and said that Bianca knows there's only one choice for her at WrestleMania. Now, Bianca comes down to the ring, and of course she is doing her dancing, and um, she said, Sasha, you... You don't need to worry. I I see you. And uh, she said, I need you to know you may be the boss, but you're not the boss of me. And as she says that, music hits. And I'm shocked. It is the tag team champions. It's Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And... I am excited. I have been saying, get the tag team champions traveling again. Just like they did when Sasha and Bailey had it. They need to be going to all brands. So I'm excited they're here. And of course, Nia has to come out and say they're insufferable. And that their egos barely fit in the ring together. And Baszler says something that's half true. 
that she doesn't know why anyone cares about Bianca, that they should be talking about the new tag team champions, that they just won these at Royal Rumble and no one is talking about them. And I totally agree. The women's tag team champions are not getting any love from anybody. Um, And then, of course, Nia Jax has to make the comment that they are on a roll. Well, Sasha says that she has footage to show. Now, they show the footage of where Lana beats um, Nia and where Naomi beats uh, Shayna. But they don't show the footage that, of course, everyone wants to see and that Sasha wants to see. And so Sasha says, well, that wasn't the footage that she wanted to see. And so then we're shown uh, Lana beating Naya, but they back it up to where Naya talks about her hole. Well, Naya immediately attacks Bianca when it's Sasha that did it. So I thought that was interesting. Leaving um Shayna to take on Sasha. Bianca hits Jax on the apron again and Banks then trips her and she falls and hits her butt again. And of course then she has to go stand near the barricade because it is hurting. Shayna swings at Bianca, and Bianca catches her, lifts her up in the air, and then drops the upper part of Shayna's body down where Sasha kicks her. And then they pose. Well, then we get Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, versus Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. All four of these guys can work. Um, I like Cesaro and Daniel Bryan working together as a tag team. I thought that was really cool. And of course, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode are good together. This was a good match. I wasn't 100% sure whether I was going to like it. But it turned out to be a really good match. And I think they told the story and showed, number one, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, singles-wise, are better than Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. But two, they have chemistry and could do tag team moves and work together and talk and everything. And that's why they beat them. And so we have Daniel Bryan and Cesaro going into the Elimination Chamber. You have Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn come out talking trash. And Jay Uso comes up from behind and hits Cesaro with a chair in the back. And then Daniel Bryan is dragged from the ring by Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn. And they start beating him down. 
Then they get in the ring and help Jay start beating Cesaro down. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan are obviously the baby faces, and the heels are going to beat on them. Uh, everyone starts brawling and fighting until Kevin Owens comes out. He proceeds to hit everyone with a stunner. And Roman is shown watching all of this happen backstage. And, of course, um, Kevin Owens, being Kevin Owens, grabs the chair and sits down and says, we're not done yet, into the camera. And then he says, I'll see you real soon. Talking to Roman. I hope Kevin Owens does win the Elimination Chamber. Gets to take on Roman. Um, or I would like to see Jey Uso win it. And Jey Uso take on Roman again. And put them back in that quandary. I... Also, would like to see Cesaro win it. I think Cesaro could give Roman a good match just because he's better than him at wrestling. Will we get that? No, probably not. Um, they don't want Cesaro showing Roman up. I also would like to see Kevin and Sammy reunite. And Kevin kind of overlooked that Sammy's crazy. And us get the two best friends back together in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I don't know whether WWE's for that either. Kevin Owens has said that he would like to win the tag team titles. Um, and one of the people that he named that he would like to win them with was Sammy. So I think this is the way they could reunite them and have them go after the tag titles but there again i don't know that they will so um this smackdown was really up and down it was average um not a lot of great moments um i i don't know it I still feel, I know they feel Roman Reigns is drawing the ratings. It's funny when you look at Dave Metzler's numbers breakdown, though, on Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and you see they were actually drawing just as well, if not better, when Sasha Banks and Bailey were the prime uh, spots on SmackDown while Roman was away. I know everybody likes him as a heel. Him not wrestling, him coming out and saying no to everything, uh, but yet not 
making too many decrees other than he just doesn't want to do something. He doesn't decree make this match. He doesn't decree um, I want this overturned or anything like that. So um not real sure what good he is, but I still hope he gets into it with Seth. I really, really do. So you guys need to tell me what you thought of this right now. Did you think it was just average? Um, are you getting tired of Roman? What did you think of Seth coming back? Do you want Seth to go after Roman? Do you like my idea of Sammy and Kevin Owens getting back together? What are you thinking? When we're coming up, we've got about 10 days, 9 days, until Elimination Chamber. What do you think of Elimination Chamber? What could your predictions be? Write me at WrestlingOvertime at gmail.com. Uh, or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Wrestling Overtime. Uh, my DMs are open so that we can talk. And uh, I will be talking to you guys soon. And I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, experienced staff at local branches, and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.